Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am, of course, your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long we are talking about love, well, specifically leading with love. And by now, you know that my uh, my belief is that if we add just a little bit more love in what we do, love for our work, love for our clients, love for ourselves, we will actually have some incredible outcomes. And I am so excited to talk yet again to my guest today. We have uh, we've had some fun trying to get this taped and have a great tape. So I feel like I know him so much. But Vernon Brown is a happiness and success coach, and he provides the medicine the world needs a prescription for. He shows entrepreneurs how to leverage happiness to become more successful, strategic, and influential, both personally and professionally. And I think this is where the key is with him. He says, happiness is a gift and a tool we were shown during childhood, but sometimes we forgot along the way as we got older. So if we can remember it together, we will find that happy is the way. So Vernon, thank you for joining me again today. Well, I appreciate your energy and considering like we had uh, some hoops to jump through. So um, I'm appreciative for you. I'm appreciative uh, for your listeners. <laughs> you know what? It, it, things happen. And uh, probably about one, maybe one episode every other month, we have some, you know, technical challenges with. So I'm pretty happy about that. But uh, it's always worth it when I can have a second conversation with people because I already know so many wonderful things about you that I can't wait to make sure we highlight. So I hit just a couple highlights on your bio, but Tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and how you help your clients to shock their potential. Right. So I guess about me, um, I'm one of three. I'm the middle child. No judgments, no <laughs> recommendations for how, who I might be. But no, my sister is two years older. My brother's nine years younger. We call him the oops baby. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know, growing up in our household, it was a little different. You know, we had some struggles. We had some significant struggles. But what I learned through those struggles is, you know, we can get caught in the what's wrong and what we didn't have. But for me, it's always looking at what's really there. And that's when I discovered a gift of long suffering. And it, it bred a lot of just perspective on things. I think one of the sharpest perspective, biggest perspective for me is you can go through the same experiences angry or you can go through the experience and make the best of it. And we were always raised like you didn't have power, you didn't have water, you didn't have food, but we had a way to make ourselves laugh. And even when the power's off and not because the lightning's struck it, but just, you know, bills weren't getting paid, we had some of the best times. And I just saw some people, you know, who had some similar struggles when I was growing up and it was the end of the world for them. Mm -hmm. But what I learned is when we were having fun, we were making the best out of what we could. It wasn't as long, you know, maybe the time passed because we we're laughing more, right? Maybe the time passed, you know, faster because we were in a place where we were trying to find solutions together, but still have fun. It just really touched me. And I think the second thing um, is intuition. And it was just such a gift that I picked up. But I wouldn't have been able to get had I, my belief anyway, that I wouldn't have been able to get 
you know, had I not gone through those things and, you know, kind of expedited my superpower, you know, being created is what I call it. And it's taken, you know, a lot of, you know, my experiences, a lot of my just beliefs and packaging it up into what's your happy. And it's getting people, it's not that happiness is automatically, all right, clap your hands, stomp your feet. It's not like all of a sudden, like, all right, problems are solved. But no, it's just you, when you're more solution focused, when you've got higher energy, when you're more positive, things change. You know, your brain is going to seek whatever you tell it. You know, if you think it's something bad and everything's bad, it will find a way to be bad. I promise you. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking that, oh, you know, why is life picking on me? If you're thinking what's life trying to tell me or what's life trying to reveal to me that I wouldn't have seen without experiencing this, it, it changes because one is teaching you and the other one is victimizing you. Mm. And when you use that higher energy, more positive approach, it, it, it opens you up to leveling up. And I think a big thing also is sometimes people perceive their struggles as struggles. Like, no, those struggles are putting you through some stress so you can grow. It's like working a bicep. Struggle yeah. equals success. And most people are leveling up, but they don't recognize it. Yeah, I think that's so, gosh, I mean, you have so many examples of that. And I know I sometimes I look at, you know, people and I think, how can you be so miserable? I mean, sure, there's bad stuff going on in the world and you've had bad stuff, you know, happening to you. But it seems to me that there's people that just cultivate this life of being miserable. And I just want to take them and shake them and go, come on, there's a, there's a better way. Just come with me. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. You know, this recently I was at the grocery store because the grocery store is one of my happies and I saw the cashier <laughs> and this was this morning. I got some weird happies. I'm sure we'll cover that by happy uh, later on. But I saw the lady and I could see she just had this look. It was just like this curmudgeon look. Mm. And, you know, the typical approach is like, you know, by the way, never say this to people. It doesn't help. You should smile more. We'll instantly get you punched. But I knew I saw that she was having a tough time. Like maybe she had a bad moment. I'm not necessarily saying yeah. she had a bad day. And I just looked at it and I saw her name tag was Kathy. So immediately when you say people's name and they don't, they're like, oh, they pipe up. And I was like, hey, yeah. Kathy, how are you? She's like, do I know you? I was like, you do now. And then we just hit it off. And next thing you know, she's telling me this recipe for pulled pork that she has. And it was like a five minute thing. And I could see like her energy perked up. I could just see like her shoulders relaxed. I could just see like she was a different person. Yeah. Because sometimes we're not aware of how we are sometimes because it could be practiced a lot. It could be something that you don't even realize that you're doing. So for me, it's just like, how can I get this person to wake up or to, to, or to perk up? Mm -hmm. in a way that, you know, really benefits them. And it's also genuine. Yeah. I love that because you do, you do see people all the time. And sometimes if you're going through the grocery store, what a great example, you're like, oh, why did I pick this lane? <laughs> like, I don't want this person to suck yeah. the life out of me, <laughs> but, but we can have some impact in there and, and maybe just even the, a compliment, a, you know, a dialogue, something to, to remind them that no matter what else is going on in your life, at least at this moment, maybe if I can get one little smile out of you, you know, maybe that will change the trajectory of your day. It will. A quick tip. I remember my days as a bartender and it was, you know, no one cares about how long it takes to your mojito. I mean, sometimes some people do, <laughs> but the majority of time, it's just people want to feel noticed. And whenever you're out in public or whenever I'm out and I see something, and I could see someone's in a particular place, not necessarily, you know, bad, but I could just see they're in a place where maybe they're deep in thought and they're not present. I just always look at the person, you know, I'm, I'm such an accoutrement person. 
like I love watches. So if mm -hmm. I see someone has like, a, there's a distinct thing, like you know a watch, watch person when you see it. Absolutely. And you can just comment on their watch. Like that's a really nice watch. And all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, well this band is this. And next thing you know, they, they're just leaning in. And like, you know, for example with you, I'm like, oh my God, I love your earrings. And it's being serious. I love your hair. Like when people have these distinctions, use them to their advantage. We, we're, not, we're not noticed enough. I mean, yeah. people tell you what's wrong, but they don't compliment you, you know? Yeah. And be you mindful. don't say anything foolish. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to be, you got to be more careful these days in some cases, but at the same time, we're, I think sometimes we're so afraid that we're missing those situations. And I, one of the things that I tell people when they're like, oh, I, you know, I love your hair or whatever. And we talk about my hair. I go, you know, the great thing about having hair like this, besides the fact that it's my personality is that if I am out and about, I get at least two compliments a day. You know, so it boosts my, it boosts my I spirit bet. too. <laughs> Plus it makes people smile sometimes because they like, like it. And sometimes that. they're Very like, strategic. yeah. And sometimes they're like, what is wrong with that woman? <laughs> it happens. <laughs> She's fun is probably what they're thinking. I want to know how to have fun like her. <laughs> now I know um, in some of our previous discussions, you talked about time in your life where you were a male model in New mm -hmm. York. And I know that that, you know, as we were talking about it, I'd love to have you share a little bit of that story because what struck me about it was your sense of, you know, sometimes you, you know, you're like, hey, I, you know, this is going to be great. And then you realize sometimes you're, you have to keep that happiness going in the midst of maybe how you might be brought down or how you might be compared to others or how you're standing in that room. And I think there's a lot of people that, you know, struggle with those, those issues of self-confidence and self-image, mm -hmm. you know, tell me, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's, you know, I forget about it until um, it gets brought up, to be honest with you. And I mean, I'm very appreciative for it, don't get me wrong. But it was, <clears throat> I remember being in Richmond and I never, you know, from my background, I never thought about myself in that way. I still don't. It's just, I'm um, a big thing for me is how pretty are you when the lights are off? And I just was mm -hmm. an ugly duckling growing up, you know, and this is, you know, some things some people share with me. And I was in my 20s, mid 20s, and someone said, you should do it. I kind of denied it. No way, no way, no way, no way. But life has a way of tapping you on the shoulder and say, hey, guess what you're going to do? And so I took some chances. And when I say some chances, it's just, you know, it, it took, I, I can't even say it was confidence. It was just, I'm going to make this work. You know, I shot some pictures in Richmond and I sent it to 16 agencies in New York. Because if I figured if I'm going to do anything that's still me now, I'm going for the top. I'm like, if I'm not going to work to get it to work, it's going to come from the, the, a capital, the, the top place. And so um, the 15 of the agency said no, but one said yes. And that's all I needed. So I, you know, mm -hmm. jumped on a plane, which I'd never flown before, um, flown in before, which is, you know, kind of sad to say, but it really, you know, expedited more things in my life just because I started being bolder. And for me, confidence is just being bold in many cases. It's not that you're not scared. It's not that you don't have those doubts of am I enough or, you know, what could happen. It's just we got to go, you know, and, and uh, just life is present. I'm always reminded of that always, and especially now, but I mean, uh, things worked out pretty well for me and it, it wasn't just, it, it wasn't looks, you know, I'm a big believer. Like when you go to a casting, if anybody's been to one, your mom and your sister, your cousin all say you are so unique. I thought I was unique, right? And I went there and everybody's got the little brown bald head. Everyone's 6'4". Everyone's got a similar build. And it's like, y'all are liars and the biggest liars I've ever been told, seen in my life. And so it's like, it's just, uh, why looks say, I say they don't matter because it's, 
when everybody's bringing the same, you know, kind of aesthetics to the table, what's next, you know? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just personality. For me, it was just sense of humor, you know, for being, you know, solid in who you are. Mm -hmm. And I knew like that situation didn't make me, you know, it wasn't, I didn't need to be accepted by them to know that, you know, I was significant, not that I'm better than, but I bring something to the table. And, you know, I'm also, most things don't bother me. So I'm very easy to get along with and I can get along with anybody. And that's to just, you know, being present, being kind, being courteous and just having fun. Yeah. And it's just, uh, I think people overlook how the power of, you know, fun and humor, who doesn't want to be around somebody who's just fun you know, you know, you're going to have a good time. And that's, you know, that, that's just a big thing with me with being confident. It's just, even if it doesn't work out, we're going to laugh. So <laughs> it's like, no matter what, there's a win here, right? So yes. when you're confident in the fact of things like that, you just, it, it, it changes things. And even if you're not funny, figure out ways to just make it like such a great experience for people. They will just remember you. They'll love you. And the next thing you know, it's just like the confidence just kind of showed up. I, I don't even know how I got confident like this because that was never my intention. I was mm -hmm. just so focused on being bold, um, even, uh, even when I was scared. I was just so focused on, you know, living a life that I was in control of versus the life that I had when I was younger. You know, I didn't ask to be evicted. I didn't ask, you know, to, to, to be bullied. I didn't ask to be, you know, someone to try to kidnap me. But what I learned is from those experiences that were kind of shoved in my face, you got to demand some things from life and that requires being bold, you know, do it until you're confident, you know, know what you want and go after it. And um, I had some great experiences, but I think um, on the kind of other end of that is know when it, know when you're done, mm. you know, mm. I had a great, you know, two and a half, three year run. Great. And could I've continued? Absolutely. But I was full. I was completely full with it. And, you know, one thing about me, it's like, I don't like being on camera. I like being the guy in the background. I don't want you to see me. I'm just a quiet nerd. And once I had the kind of was full of those experiences and I don't regret any of them, it's just like, it's, it's time to go. And so I was just like, you know, thank you so much, everyone. But it's like, you know, I think I'm heading back. Yeah. And that's when what you're happy with was born. <laughs> I love it. Um, you know, as you were talking, I, I, I thought two things. The first thing is just thinking about your, your modeling experience is it reminded me of there's an episode of Friends where, you know, the character of Joey is at a casting call and he's trying to figure out like it, he wants to get in some uh, uh, some like pharmaceutical trial or something, some, you know, medical trial, and, but he has to have a twin. And he's like, where will I find someone who looks exactly like me? And then they pan out and all the guys are <laughs> look exactly like him <laughs> and he's like that's, that's exactly what it's like it's like you might not you know sometimes you'll say oh I, i'm not quite sure what i look like when you walk into a casting you're like well i know what i look like it's just it, it, it wasn't it's was like doppelganger doppelganger clone 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 you're this, it, it was a trip so like, yeah i totally i remember that episode too well, the other thing I was thinking about is, um, and it, it just actually came from, you know, you talking about confidence and, and gaining confidence or kind of, you know, per, you know, not fake it till you make it, but kind of that idea that some, you just have to go for things sometimes. And one of the things that I've been trying to work on with myself is when somebody gives me a compliment to not negate the compliment. You know, like somebody says, oh, yeah. oh, hey, you look great. Have you lost weight? And I'd say, well, no, you know, or I did, but it's not enough or, you know, whatever. You're like, mm -hmm. just say thank you. Yes. <laughs> you look great. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> it, it's, 
I get it because that's, I, I used to do that a lot or like someone would say, you look great. Well, no, it's just a coat. It's just a coat. It's like, no, 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 no. Step into that. Yes. You, know, you work hard, even if you hadn't worked hard and maybe you did gain weight and they think you lost weight, take it. Because that's telling me that maybe you've been harder on yourself and you carry it well. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's, you know, a lot about how, how our sense of confidence still needs to be built like a muscle. You know, you're talking, you know, about, you know, working on your biceps, it, it should hurt a little, you should be pushing beyond your limits. So beyond your comfort a little bit to build up that muscle. And I think, uh, you know, confidence and belief in ourselves takes that same kind of push. Exactly. And it's, you know, I think, um, when I say the word superpower, you know, when I say superpowers, I mean, like, what are you amazing at? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those big practices, like, you know, name five things that you're amazing at. And, you know, people get quiet. And, and then, you know, some people don't know, but there's some people who know, but they don't want to say, because they don't want to appear full yeah. of themselves. And I'm just always telling people and reminding people, like, stop being modest. You're going to walk out the door, you're going to go to the mailbox, and the mailman is going to give you an ugly look. Your boss is going to call you and say how slow you are. You're going to go in the room, and your kid's going to, like, you get on my nerves. There's no short (laughs) supply of negativity out there, right? (laughs) So it's like, why you need to start at home. You need to start with yourself. Know what you're amazing at. You're not better than anyone, but you are amazing at making chicken cacciatore. That's great. Mm. That means you're nourishing people. Like, no, there's no shortage of what you could be amazing at but say these things to yourself and believe it and share it with people. Some people are going to look at you like, Oh, I can't believe you said that. And that's not you. That's the reflection of where they are. You never said you're better than I was. I can't say that enough, but all you're saying is like, you know what? I can make anybody laugh. I know I'm amazing at that. I'm the guy you want to be with when stuff goes down. I'm the guy that if you give me a 400 page manual, I will teach it to you in five minutes. What I just read, like I'm like, I can simplify anything. But when you know things like that, it, it changes your confidence level because you might not be the best Lego builder, but if someone gives you some Lincoln logs, it's going down. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you just leverage those. I mean, I just use that as an example, just because I'm thinking about Legos because of my son. But use your skill, your amazing skill set first, always mm-hmm. and only. And your confidence will change dramatically. I agree. Whatever. I love it. I love it. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Are you tired of the time and expense of going to the salon for a mani-pedi? If so, Color Street is your answer. Base, color, and top coats are blended together in an incredible polish strip that you apply yourself. The result? A brilliant salon quality manicure in just minutes with no dry time, smudges, or streaks. These strips are 100% real nail polish, not stickers. They're flexible, can be gently stretched for a perfect fit, and last up to 10 days. I've been using them for months now and love the amazing selection of colors and styles, along with the ability to create my own unique manicure by mixing and matching. Shop today and support our sponsor, Betsy Roberts, by ordering at colorstreet.com backslash Roberts backslash party backslash two zero nine five six one one again that's colorstreet.com backslash bh roberts backslash party backslash two zero nine five six one one or simply click the link in our show notes and we are back with Vernon brown and we are talking about 
uh, building confidence, but also I think, you know, this ties right into, you know, our theme for the month, which is leading with love. And the reason I picked this theme for the month is that I'm a firm believer that when we operate from a position of love, love ourselves, love our work, love our clients, love our business, that we will not only have better outcomes, but that we will be much more satisfied. Um, so I've been asking everybody this month, you know, what's your concept? What are your thoughts about leading with love? And, and what do you think that it can bring to somebody? You know, this is such a, you know, awesome topic. It's, you know, sometimes I feel, you know, leading with love gives people hope. Mm. And if there's one period I can say collectively, world, collectively in this world, not this country, not, does not a state, but worldly people are looking for hope right now for mm-hmm. hope that they have the strength that they can continue. Um, and the fact that we got this. And so love right now is something that people are in short supply of, and we need lots of reminders of it. And it's important to lead with love because there's been so much, you know, horrible things going around and we don't need to get into the murky details of that, but that positive love approach, like we've been talking about, like giving someone a compliment, it changes people. Mm-hmm. It, it, it gives people a sense of, you know, I'm significant. It can give a person a sense that I can get through this. And I think because our, the way we've been structured is we talk about what's wrong first to get what we want versus uh-huh. leading with a more positive love approach. And it creates, let's say like change that last impact that really transcends just that one compliment that they take with them through the day, the week, the month. You know, I ask people this question, you know, doing workshops, you know, 30 or 40 people. And I'll say, you know, you ever had that day when someone holds the door for you and just changes, changes you and they do some small gesture. And then I'll say like, maybe someone brought you coffee and somebody will pipe up like, yeah, remember the day you brought me that caramel frappuccino and you can just see people get excited about that. Right. And it's like, you know, the big lesson there is one, it's like, I never know. There's no act that's too small when you lead with love. Number two, it's like, you can see kind of like that childlike, excited innocence that comes back to people, even when they might be, you know, I'm thinking of the place I was doing, it was when they were accountants and, you know, they were just kind of in their space. And when I kind of framed that question like that, I made them really think it lit them up. It made them more animated. So leading with love, I mean, it's, we need it. We need it. So I love it. And, you know, I wonder how many times when people say that and they're like, yeah, I remember that day when you brought me the caramel macchiato, that it would be followed by the statement of, you don't know how much I needed it that day. Yes. You know, cause we, ne- yes. we never know what's going on behind anybody else's four walls. So that person who's miserable in the grocery store, you don't know what happened to her today. Or, you know, you don't know that her car, you know broke down on the way to work and that's the, you know and she doesn't have the money to fix it. Or you don't, you know you don't know that there was an argument with a spouse or a significant other. And, and those are the things that you're right. When we, when we operate from a sense of love for each other um, then we're, we're really just saying, okay, no matter what makes, you know, I'm not going to tell you to turn that frown upside down, but no matter why you have it on your face, maybe I can do just a little bit to help. Right. It's, we, and you're so right. We, we don't know what's going on behind, you know, people's eyes, what they're, what they're really thinking about. And, you know, it's, you know, oftentimes some people don't even know what they're thinking about. They just have a sense that they feel like something's wrong. And, it's just, it's amazing. You'll, I've talked to different clients and, you know, I can see where they are and I just hear they have the weight of the world on their shoulders and it's, they only feel as they can be loved if they put on kind of this facade. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, people will only love me and engage with me when I'm happy, when I'm playing. And so when they go home, they got to be a completely different person. And for me, it's just, you know, I- I'm going to love you no matter what. You know, granted, you some common sense, you know, how you engage with people, but it's like, you know, when you see people, there's just too much conditions with love and you, people are allowed to have bad days. People are allowed to have, you know, days where they just feel away. You know, I, I can't, I tell you why? No, that's life. Okay. There's some days you're not going to be energized about the things that you really enjoy, but it, it's just important to recognize we're all going through life. We all are managing things the best that we can. I didn't get the book on life on how to manage it and how to make it better. Did you? <laughs> no, it's like showed that up. Yeah, I'm looking for a copy. If you find, let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you you, you kind of understand that about you know life and not thinking we're like this automatons who don't you know have visions and appreciate the fact that I wonder what they could be going through. Let me make them smile. It's like, oh, we're humans. Yes, we're all humans. Yeah, you know, I um I did something different yesterday. So I have. I don't know if I've told you this before, but my entire team is in Kenya. And so, you know, we're eight hour time difference most of the time, Uh, you know, I'm onboarding them. I'm trying to, you know, create a sense of team and we have these weekly team meetings. And so we, a couple of fun things that we've done in the last couple of weeks is number one, we start off, we start off having conversations. Like, so we don't start off with here's the business agenda. So I first, the last couple of times I've had one, one person at a time, teach me a word in Swahili. So that, you know, I can start to, you know, converse oh. with them. So I'm getting better. <laughs> Nyaji means like, hello. <laughs> and you say, Poesana, you're like, oh. oh, hey, I'm doing great. Um, but what I did yesterday is I had, um, I, I picked, I told everybody in advance and I said, from the now until we get through everybody in the group, the next meeting, we're going to give one person, everybody's going to go around and give that one person a compliment. So we picked my podcast manager for yesterday. And so I started off and I told everybody, you know, what I really appreciated about her, especially recently and some things that she was doing. And so as everybody gave her compliments, it was, it was just amazing to see, you know, what people were thinking about, you know, what, what made, what was important to them. And as I was writing down notes, I wrote, Josie is our glue. Like everyone's like, Josie's always there for me. Josie was the first person to reach out. Whenever I have a problem, Josie will help me even if she doesn't know the answer. You know, Josie this. And I was like, she is our glue. And afterward, it was so fun because she was like, wow, that really made my day. And I thought, this is something that I never did before with my teams. I mean, I've, I've managed really, really large teams. And I think I always felt like you didn't have time to do all that because there was so much work. And I'm like, boy, how much different would my teams have performed if I would have done more of that? That's amazing. I love that. Whenever I work with people who do have, you know, persons who do have teams, <clears throat> I listen, I chime in and I just watch, you know, because I just want to see how things are being conducted. And not to judge, but just to notice. And when I talk with someone, I always suggest, like I would suggest opening a menu, um, the meeting up in a very real way. Like, well, what do you mean? It's like, what do you know about your, what do you know about your people? Mm-hmm. Like, well, they had this many kids. I said, no, 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 no. Those are demographics. These are kind of like, <laughs> oh, they have three kids, one car, you know, like th- those are things, you know, Google has that information, you know, but I'm like, what do you know about them? And I get them to ask, you know, ask them, what's their favorite movie? Well, mm-hmm. I get them to ask one of my big questions is what's your favorite Britney Spears song? And because <laughs> everyone has a favorite Britney Spears song and that's what people end up, and you can just see 
people just when you because you genuinely want to know something because if you're in a room 10 a room of 10 or a room of five and everyone starts sharing that they love you know a bruce willis a bruce willis movie they love godzilla or they start saying oops i did it again it makes people like oh my god you like that song too oh my god it's for my kids and the next thing you know people start having more conversations now once it's time to get the business it's a completely different dynamic there because yeah. now like you have an affinity, you have something in common, or maybe you don't have something in common, but you have a similar viewpoint on why Britney Spears sucks, but yet you sing that song together. But it's it changes things, and, and that's where leadership is really going to start. Needs to really start putting their focus on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we st- we we did a couple um, over the last year that have been really fun. Like one one meeting, I kicked off and I said, "What's your um, favorite recipe?" Uh, I had one that was, "What was your most embarrassing moment as a child?" because I don't want people to share their adult embarrassing moments, but right. <laughs> you know, embarrassing childhood me- memory is usually filled with laughter. And, um, and so, you know, you're right. Then you, you kind of lubricate the conversation. You, you find common ground before you have to get down to business. And um, I just, you know, if I could go back in time, I would do more of that. I know I tried in different areas and I was successful to a point, but never like this. And it, it, I really feel blessed to be at this point right now with my team and build a team in a whole different way because I know I can and I want to and now I'm paying attention to it and I I know what kind of value it brings. Go you. I love that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think we should like come up with um we we can collaborate on this and come up with, you know, 101 questions to kick off your staff meeting. <laughs> that actually is a legit idea. Yeah. It's All right. Just, Nobody take that before we do. <laughs> I know. Trademark. <laughs> but it, people just, we need to connect more with people. So, you know, even outside of February, just March, April, May, June, lead with love, lead with care, lead with concern, lead with interest, lead with curiosity. All these things promote energy. And when people, when people promote, when energy is promoted versus diminished, like we, I know we had to get down to business. Don't get me wrong. Numbers are important. Yep. But I do need to know, you know, how, what's the most popcorn that you've ever consumed at one time? And I need to know, was it caramel? Was it butter? Mm. And if it's butter, you know, you know, but just like those things, it just like, it, human, it humanizes just work. And then it really makes people just staying with you to being more connected to themselves. That's a big thing for me. Yeah. I'll tell you what, don't, don't get the uh, Boy Scouts um, caramel, chocolate. So it's a chocolate covered salted caramel corn. Don't ever buy that from the Boy Scouts. You know why? Because you will eat the entire thing and it is amazing. Okay. Can you say that again? That's a mouthful. Chocolate covered caramel. Chocolate covered salted caramel corn. So what, yeah, one of my nephews is, is, is a Boy Scout. And so he's like, you know, would you guys support our fundraiser? We're like, sure. And that was a bad, bad decision. I love it. Vernon, we, um, I know we're going to have all your contact information on the show notes, but just in case somebody is, you know, right now wants to look you up because they're like, I think I need a happiness coach. What's the best way for them to find you? It's going to be on my website. It's um, whatsyourhappy.com and it's happy with an I. Yes. And before true. you ask, why an I? Because you matter. <laughs> no, it's uh, a small happy with an I just to wake you up. If you're looking at, you know, if you see what you're happy and you anticipate why, but then you see an I, 
you're going to start wondering what is going on with this guy? Does he have poor grammar? Is he aware of this? Let me tap him on the shoulder so I can let him know. And it's like, boom, you're not thinking about what's wrong. You know, you know, you're not thinking about bills you have to pay. You're not thinking about conversations, conversation. It's about waking you up. Um, so it's whatyourhappy.com. And a fast way, another way is Vernon at whatyourhappy.com is my email. And again, it's happy with an I. I love it. Well, before we go, Vernon, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Ooh, got a few. I think, um, and I say this, you know, to people, because I know not everyone is, there's some people who are in a place of trying to understand. And I would say, um, don't become your struggle. Do not become your struggle. Make sure that that's not who you, who you are. That's what you're going through or what you're learning from. I think is the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing is people forget about fun. We think about fun as almost something we do at the end. You know, I can't wait till Friday and then I can cut loose. Like, no, 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 no. We can have fun every day. Mm-hmm. You gotta celebrate the good, the great, and the unexpected and do it often. Because if you can have more fun along the way, change state comes faster, change stays, um, and it gives you something to look forward to. So please, please, please remember to have fun. I love it. Thank you so much, Vernon. It has been such a pleasure to get to interview you multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, man. It's, it's, you've always made sure that we both end up smiling the whole time. So thank you for that. Thank you. I agree. Have a wonderful and happy day. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.